Thanks for tuning into the Canadian Beacon Podcast. Canadian events for the regular people. So we got a bunch to, to talk about, though. Oh, yes. So I got some interesting stuff that I, I just pulled up. Death rates. Oh, yeah. Um, death rates are out of out of control. Uh, right now, according to the life expectancy in the United States, dropped uh, from 2020 to 21. The average lifespan was uh, 79, and at the end of 2021, it was 76. Yeah. A, no- a loss of three years. But it says here, even a small uh, decline in life expectancy of a tenth or two-tenths of a year means that on a population level, a lot more people are dying prematurely than they, they should be. And uh, the the causes of deaths are outside of COVID and tend to be uh, heart issues. And um, also uh, the motor vehicle accident rate in the U.S. is up, the fa- fatal motor vehicle accident rate is up by 20% uh, over normal. And, oh no, it's at a 20-year high. I'm sorry, not not 20%. It's at a 20-year high. And the the hospitals are now calling them vaccidents because basically the people are dying behind the wheel and uh, crashing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's kind of interesting. Um, the death rate between the, the, the 18 to 64 range is up 40% according to life insurance. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, in the healthy range, especially right in the healthy range. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing that's, um, it's not, uh, it's not related to covid in any way, it's all regarding uh, heart and strokes and and things of that nature. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty scary and stuff. The, and the interesting thing with that is, it's this is still an experimental uh, vac- uh, uh, medicine that they're 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 peddling. Yeah. Because it's still under emergency use and it's not authorized. And you see members of the uh, European Union going after the vice presidents, presidents of Moderna. Uh, AstraZeneca, all of these different big major corporations, and there's a handful of uh, parliamentarians over in the EU, and they're just drilling them. Everyone else is sitting over their crickets. But this new Omicron uh, vaccine has been released on the general public based upon the testing on eight mice. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that come out, right? That's absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. You couldn't do that with even the most um, mundane you can, medication you do that with, there. You can do that with dog dewormer for animals. No, no. Yeah, let alone humans. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of uh, the the also uh, Denmark and I think Sweden just banned the use of uh, of uh, vaccines to anyone under the age of fifty. Wow. And Sweden elected uh, a right uh, a political spectrum um, government tonight as well. Wow. Well, the yeah. shift is coming. The yep. shift is coming. 
it's very interesting, even though you talk government wise in our country with Poliev uh, getting uh, 68% of the uh, popular vote and, uh, for, and, and the nod on the first ballot for the conservative leadership uh, party. And uh, I think you're going to start seeing Trudeau, he's going to back away from the, the signaling of wanting to call a snap election. Yeah, it's probably going to scare him a bit. Yeah, I think that if they were trying to angle and get John Charest in there, I think you'd see it pretty quickly. But he, he even acknowledged in a speech he gave today that uh, populism rise and falls. And right now it seems like some members of the Canadian public have uh, some anger and disappointment. But it's uh, towards the way the government is handling things. But then he goes further on to blame disinformation and um, uh, radical dissidents. Yep. And his own party members are calling for the government to swing more to the to the center of the political spectrum uh, and yeah. away from this uh, radical left uh, agenda that they have. So he's down so down. I think, but I think he's so far down the rabbit hole, and he's so much in the back pocket of the globalist World Economic Forum with his deputy prime minister. I don't think he can shy away from that. No, I don't. And unfortunately, I agree with you on that. yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, I think you've got members of the Liberal Party that are so entrenched with whether it be handout buyouts um, involved in either their husbands or wives or or family members involved in these different um, agencies and uh, law offices handing all these subsidies out. They're not going to get off the gravy train. There's a handful that are outspoken that want to go and shift, like you said, to the more of the, the, the neutral middle. But the consensus of that party is they're far gone. Yeah, they've gone. They've gone too far left, and the NDP are no of no use. They're, yeah, they're because just... the, the the liberals have actually taken over the role of the NDP and the Green Party. Absolutely, and they're in their far left uh, rhetoric, right? Well, and you just see that uh, we're in an inflationary recession or depression, whatever you want to call it. You have the government that just released that they're going to double HST or GST uh, payments. They're going to help out with uh, help subsidizing housing even more, I think, to the tune of $38 billion. So, in other words, increase inflation. <laughs> exactly. Yes. What got us here, they're going to they're doubling down at the table. Yeah. That That's typical. Yeah. Yeah. They're spending their way out of debt. Yeah. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. At our, our expense. Borrowing money out of debt. Yeah. Yeah. That's great news. Um, Wow. But even getting back to your point with uh, the insurance companies and how they're seeing mass casualties and mass uh, payouts, it's not going to be long before insurance companies are going to change their underwriting licenses and consider this to be like uh, experimental drug, no different than if you use street drugs and you overdose. Yeah. Yep. And they're going to stop denying coverages. You watch. They, they can't help. The whole role of insurance companies is to collect thousands of premiums to pay out a couple of dozen of uh, claims. That's right. They're not into to lose money, so they're going to have to readjust themselves for sure. Absolutely. And the whole world of the actuary world is based on tables that, like you said, don't typically change or shift within a short period of time. These happen generally. Generational. generational. Yeah. Not, not within, within a, a year. year or two. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, speaking of insurance, uh, just uh, for our listening uh, 
public out there, especially if you're in Ontario. Something I learned recently, which is interesting. Uh, actually, uh, I, I knew it before, but I, I kind of put it off in the back of my head because from my employment years and stuff like that, uh, it was never a problem because I had long-term disability, a short-term disability, and all these different uh, insurance programs and stuff to cover me in case I was uh, incapacitated from work. And if uh, and but what I understand is, you get the minimum car insurance right now. That only covers you if you're injured to a, a real high payment of four hundred dollars a week. For, yeah. for two for two years and generally up to about sixty five thousand dollars worth of physio and rehabilitation right that they, they'll 50, do fifty thousand fifty hard cap at fifty thousand for a okay. minor injury guideline yeah minor injury and a major injury what's a, the cap there well so 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 here's here's the definition of minor, minor injury every injury up on uh, and the exclusionary to put you into the major injury category cr or critical is fracture, loss of life. So either of a passenger in the in, involved in the accident, either car, yeah, uh, a fracture or requiring surgery. Okay. Everything. So even if for the viewers out there, even if you get in a car accident and you want to go into the critical thing, a chipped tooth is a bone. So once you do that, now you're in a major accident. Yeah, and it it takes the cap off, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. So so that that is considered that, but that that what you do, you can buy into insurance that will take you up to, uh, I believe it is a million dollars. Yeah, but then your premiums will shoot right through the roof. Yeah, that's right. But I, I, I was going to suggest that people, especially young people that are in the workforce now. And they don't have any uh, benefit, real benefits. When they're looking at their car insurance, they, they should probably try to bump it up so they at least have their wage covered if they yes. get uh, injured or, or uh, taken off the road or things of that nature. Because, or uh, buy into a, a disability plan or insurance uh, to cover themselves uh, if they are injured uh, because they got still got to pay the bills, right? And four hundred dollars a week doesn't cut it nowadays, and it, it comes down to one hundred and seventy-five dollars a week if you're a passenger, yeah. and you're on, and you're uh, you're you're uh, injured. So, well, here's a here's an interesting thing. Um, let's just say you own a own a small little business, yeah, and you have one or a handful of employees, and you're you're one of them. What you need to do is, I do this for myself. I do not, I buy critical insurance, uh, uh, one of 13 conditions, including cancer, heart attack, stroke, they're all listed in the 113. If, yep. I, if you acquire one of them, you get a $50,000 cash buyout upon proof that you have had one of these incidences. Yeah. Then you have your wages covered with short and long term disability. Short term yep. usually runs 16 to 18 weeks, depending on the policy. And then long-term kicks in after that. Now, when you look into it, what you have to look at is this. How long do you have to be off of work before you start collecting? Yeah. So you can be within a 24-hour period and your benefits automatically kick in. But you will pay a ton of money for it. Yeah. Then they have a month. Then they have, I think it's two months. And um, yeah, one in two months. 
I think before you start collecting, you got to be off work without a paycheck. Yeah. So it's not like it's automatically can get tapped into, but at the same point, with a tax code where you can kind of circumvent things, if you have a small little business, if it costs it costs roughly five to seven thousand dollars a year for personal critical ins- insurance because you're only a small little person and not having collective bargaining with these um, with these big companies. So it's going to cost, let's say, $7,000 on the top end for a 30-day policy Yeah, you have to sit out. If the company pays for that policy and you and on you, it's tax deductible. Okay. So they tax you on it. Yeah. The best way to do it as a small business person is for you to pay it out of your own pocket and for the business to give you a bonus of $7,000. Yeah, that way they're all hundred percent tax free. Yeah, that's the Ways and Means Act. That's right there. Good, good thinking. Yeah. So there's our our public service announcement for all the young people out there listening, and all the people that are um, in the workforce that uh, should think about uh, future problems in case they may arise. Right. That's good. So what else we got on the go there, Paul? Uh, well, we could talk about uh, the passing of the Queen. Yeah. And yeah. how um, quick um, federal government was to jump on to give their employees a day off with pay. Yep. And I see uh, Alberta, Ontario and has uh, turned down the to make the, it a statutory holiday. Yes. Yeah. Except, so. except for certain police districts throughout the region that have decided to that are provincial yeah or municipal have followed the federal guideline and are paying their employees the day off yeah and and the way that works is a lot of the collective agreements within police services um when they uh the the collective agreement includes all federal holidays as well within uh are, are recognized for even if they work in a provincial or municipal police service. But that's something from done at the, the collective uh, bargaining unit level on. Yeah. What generally a federal uh, holiday only affects uh, federal employees, um, tr- um, inter-provincial trucking, uh, shipping, uh, and banking officials and things of that nature. That's uh, some the, the expression of banker's holiday came up, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's where that comes from. And uh, a good example of that is August 1st, the, what is that called? The civic holiday. Civic holiday. Uh, most people don't get it off. Uh, very few get it off because it's a federal holiday. And uh, so John Q. Public generally is out of luck on that one. My hat's off to, I'm critical of the Ford government for some of the symbols they'd have. I'm glad they went a, a counter direction from the other provinces and have yeah. abstained from that. Yeah. We need people working. We don't need more people off. Yeah. So uh, enough people have been off for enough, long enough, right? That's right. Big you made a, a really good point earlier this morning uh, talking about we're in a recession. Um, the businesses are, uh, are, are a bit, we're in a recession and generally in a recession, there's a lot of layoffs. Yes. But, in this recession, there's a, a glut of work available for people. Mm-hmm. And it makes you wonder why. Why is that? What do you think? Are we back oh, to right. that death rate or the incapacitated rate? Or, or is it just people are lazy and staying home? 
I think there's a multi-factor with this. You're right. As as things get into recession, you have layoffs or plant closures, which then there are no jobs, and you have a, a big unemployment force looking for employment. Here we have flipped the. It's a, it's a different paradigm. I think you have to look at a few different things. I think early on and over the the freedom truckers thing, I think you've seen some people have said. Looked at the tea leaves and said, "This is not a good situation." Have moved down south, yeah. have traveled away, moved away to where they find freedoms to be、uh, a little more abundant. Then I think we you can't help but to look at they've conditioned like Pavlov's dog the population to accept government pogi for two、yep. years on Serb. Yeah. So that has a role to play. But then on top of that as well, I think. You have to look at death rates. You、yeah. have to look at death rates, and also too, and disability system, rates. Too. Yeah, yeah, and the system that the government has created through frustration, their own misinformation and misdirection, because it depends on what rules and、uh, guidelines they're following from day to day, where they want you to keep up to date with the new and latest restrictions. I think they have also discouraged. Those people that might have had another two to three years, maybe five years left before retirement, I think they've just opted out and said, "See ya, I'm done." Yeah, I'm out. And so I think that's what it is because you don't see large businesses on a large scale opening up, stealing other people's employees. No, no. everyone down and up and down the every street. But there's a cognitive dissonance because I, as I talk to people in my everyday work. People are just not putting the connecting the dots together. They're not see, when I make them aware that. Do you notice that this fast food chain is hiring? This fast food chain, this outlet, that mall, everything is looking for employment, and literally they're dropping their standards. People that are, if you just show up for a job interview, there's no interview. The only interview is I got to see your social insurance number and yeah, proof that and you're alive. And when can you start? Yeah. And when can you start? Yeah, there is almost no experience necessary. There is no educational requirement. Seems for、yeah. most jobs that are out in the boat to do with customer service or anything, they don't care. You don't need to have no hospitality、um, or tourism experience. They're just looking for people with a heartbeat standing、yep. on a cash register. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's、uh, yeah, that seems extremely prevalent. I. I know on my LinkedIn account, I get notifications from、uh, companies I dealt with pr- in my prior、uh, work with the Ministry of Labor, and they're begging me almost. It seems、uh, if I know anybody that wants to come into the construction trades, and they're offering jobs that start around、uh, between twenty-seven and twenty-nine dollars an hour, leading up to、uh, to pay of around ninety-five thousand dollars a year、uh, for construction trade jobs. And they can't find them. And I remember way back when,、um, uh, not too long ago, I shouldn't say it was just、uh, the last little while after COVID. One employer、uh, I just happened to be chatting with,、um, the, he said that his company has already gone through the ready and able workers that are available in Niagara, and. There are no ready and available workers in Hamilton, GTA, or, or anywhere, and they're so desperate. They're looking to bring in offshore workers 
to work in construction. And these offshore workers, they're going to be working in construction. They're going to pay them that $27 an hour. Yes. You know, and it's because they're so hard up for employees right now. But then you know what that happens, Craig, to the whole system is nothing is in a, is in isolation. So they're, what they're doing is when you look at Indeed, they're get you pay for a certain amount of resumes. Let's say 50 resumes you get based upon your what you put out there to look for a job pool. What they're finding out of 50 job uh, applicants, 40 or more are coming from India. Yeah. Pakistan. They're coming from Indonesia, Philippines. Mm-hmm. And when they do that, there's no way to interview these people. And when they enter in, if that's all that they have to choose from, and they're that desperate to hire, they now have to sponsor these people, these employers. Yep. So now it's a, it's a welfare state on top of a welfare state. And we've proven with the amount of immigrants that we brought in that we kind of open up the purse strings for them instantly. Yeah. There's no, no, no proof that they're self-sufficient, but you're right. They're going to get this. So the more people we bring over here, we're going to create a housing crisis. That's right that we've just committed $2 billion to rent to own. But it's it's almost like fulfilling the sustainable like, development goals the, the, of shifting pit, the population around yeah, to this bankrupt pit, yeah. prospering countries. Let's pit three houses in every town. That's what that bill, few billion dollars will, will address, right? Oh, maybe that, not even. Yeah. yeah. Now, this is also uh, interesting with respect to that. It's... Um, HR people that I'm talking with that work, yeah. they work in factories... When they throw a job posting out, they're hoping to get five or six resumes because that's the problem. But nobody, even with follow-up phone calls, no one is showing up to these jobs. That's right. That's the point I was trying to uh, was going to make. Is uh, a friend of mine, you know him too. Uh, he had an, uh, a phone interview and got a resume and phone interview with this this person as a, an office manager and uh, for his office. And the person he talked to, it was completely uh, uh, very good English, uh, very well-spoken, all this stuff. And, uh, mm-hmm. and the interview went great, everything else. He says, okay, well, show up for work on, uh, we'll, we'll, let's, let's try it. We'll try out. Cause again, he's in that same boat where, you got a pulse. I think we'll hire you type uh, uh, position. So he shows up at his office on Monday and, and this uh, lady shows up. She can't speak a, uh, hardly a, a word of English. And yeah. she hasn't a clue of what she was, she's looking at. So someone else did the interview for her and subbed yeah. her in to go do the job. And she was the wrong. It wasn't the same person. So no. he had to fire that lady out the door. Say, uh, you know, you know, did a little bit decept- uh, deceptive there, and out you do. But he's got the same problem. He he'll hire four or five people in a week, and n- none of them will show up. Yeah, it's it's almost like uh, the the problem always in the construction industry that roofers would have. Yeah. They had to get people out of uh, county jail. Yeah, you show up <laughs> to the, the uh, jail Monday morning, see who's being released, and uh, offer yeah, them a job crew. roofing, right? But it is it, what what we've talked about this morning was what you're finding. A lot of these mom and pop places will soon be swallowed up. 
because what's happening is these people are or have worked their whole lives built up a little shop and they're going to use that because they never were lucky enough to work for a place that had pension never yeah. lucky enough to save enough money but they had enough money to start a small little hole in the wall whether it be little bakery this and that and they hire some people here and there they cannot now afford to hire people so the people in their 65 70 75 range it's going to shut they down they own the business and now they either shut down or start working 70 80 hours a week yeah to keep it afloat yeah because they have no other option because they can't jump into the workforce yeah because people at that point still don't want to hire 80 year olds even though they're looking for employment yeah that's right so it's, it's, like- it's, it's so it's almost like the the Walmart ideology of taking in come in lowest price is the law we'll sell things at a loss for a couple of years we'll shut mom and pop down boom once we shut them down then we don't price match no more and then we just jack prices up that's right so you have to think that the way governments are structured these days there's so much corporatism along with the communism in there that as corporate communism it is essentially what it is they're in bed together so yeah. you've got during the recession mastercard for instance took 3.3 billion dollars in federal handouts for covid relief yeah now when, mastercard taking 3.3 billion dollars in handouts from the canadian government or the us government that was from the us government from the us but government. they they did receive handouts from the canadian government as well yeah through the subsidies program but they took 3.3 billion dollars from the us government in a time when you couldn't really work things were down everything else so debt was going right through the roof that's Where right you put and debt on credit cards that's what right do they get high interest rates high interest rates 19 to 27 percent. that's right why do they, they need a bailout why do they need a bailout when they're the ones making all the money in the recession and exactly. in the time of covid exactly that, that's wild that's that's uh you know that kind of information people just don't realize uh, it should infuriate people to a point to where they take to the streets and demand resignations from their so-called leadership politicians yeah exactly like who authorized these bailouts like that's oh we we know uh mr biden's name so <laughs> Well, I think I think in it's Canada, the U.S., and, and around yeah. the world, no different. I think if you really want to see why, how, why, and how policies are made, you no need to look any further than looking at uh, the lobbyist um, agenda. Yeah, who do the lobbyists play golf with? That's right. Speaking of lobbyists and and people, um, did you see the latest of uh, Dr. Rand Paul, our senator, uh, interviewing uh, uh, Dr. Fauci? No, I did not see that. Yeah, he uh, basically had Fauci on the uh, in the state uh, Senate hearings, and he said, "Are you receiving any kickbacks from uh, from Pfizer, Moderna, or, or or any of the the pharmaceutical companies?" So uh, uh, Fauci refused to answer. He said, uh-huh. "I don't have to answer that." He says, "So the silence is deafening." Yeah. So. Uh, Rand Paul says, you're right. Right now, you don't have to answer that. But come November, when we take the House and we take the Senate, we're going to order you to tell answer that question. 
And not only are we going to order you, the, you answer that question, we're going to look at your bank accounts. We're going to look at the bank accounts of your wife and your kids mm-hmm. and, and see where you and, and see what assets you have and have you explain that. So that was really good on Fauci's uh, on uh, on hitting Fauci. So yeah, that was kind of neat. Yeah, he thinks that by retiring, it's going to insulate him. It's yeah, no, nope. not 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 going to happen. But yeah. you see, also what's happening in the states? They're now using. There was um, I forget who it was. I think it was Ted Cruz that was interviewing during the the January sixth um, um, investigation. Yep. Yeah, with the FBI. When that guy Ray Ray Apps, do you know Ray Apps? Uh, we don't have, we can't answer that question. Yeah. Was the FBI involved? Uh, we don't, we can't answer that information. So the same thing, deny, Silence deny. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what I heard just this, just today, they they raided Trump's allies. So yes. Mike Lindell, the Pillow Man, yep. he got his house raided, and he was told to keep quiet. Well. That guy doesn't keep quiet, so no. he's already been making his rounds on conservative news stations, yeah, and just blasting them. And um, it's it, they're weaponizing the Department of Justice and the FBI. Yes, they are. They've got to be dismantled, and something new has to be done. Yep, you're gonna have to clean house from uh, every uh, everybody involved on up, right? And That's if it right. was, uh, if it was uh, in these raids. Um, even the the lowly guy that got sent on those raids, he's got to be fired out that door too. You know, uh, anybody that participated in the raids, uh, uh, the weaponization of uh, the justice, everyone uh, has. Because to. we've talked about it before, yeah. just following orders. Script, doesn't cut it. That doesn't cut it. You know the law, and if you're a lawman, you don't follow the law. What happens, Craig? Yep, you go to jail. You're culpable, right? You, you culpable. lose your um, what is it? You lose your immunity, right? That's right. You lose immunity, and you're liable. And uh, you open yourself up. And same thing. Uh, uh, law enforcement people have to understand when they have to uh, remove themselves from an investigation for their own personal protection, and also uh, when they see violations of the the, for example, here in Canada, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And if you don't, uh, Section Twenty Four of the Charter. Uh, gives people the right to sue you and guys don't understand that and i'm not even talking about um you know they a lot of these things that are happening now they can't justify them under uh protection of uh, section one of the 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 charter which basically says like in extreme circumstances we can overrule the rights and all that kind of stuff and they have to do what is known as the oaks test but uh that doesn't we're not in a state emergency right now, so that doesn't apply. You're right. Right? We yeah. haven't been in a state of emergency for a while yet, right? Uh, so them doing things now, their neck's on the line, right? They, they, they're they yeah. open. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and you can't have an indefinite emergency. That's right. If you have an indefinite emergency, then that's your new reality. That's Yeah, it's your new reality. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 uh, that boat is taken on water. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, anything else you can think of there uh, that's been uh, that you uh, came across in the last little while? Hmm. Good call. Talked about the major ones, haven't we? 
Yeah, we, we covered a lot of those, a lot of good ones. Let me just check here. Denmark has uh, banned the, the vaccine. Germany has for youngsters under the age of 12. What's that? Germany has uh, uh, banned it for, I believe, children under the age of 12. Oh, good. Yeah. And you, oh, well, okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Chile and um, and uh, New Zealand. And New Zealand, who has that crazy prime minister down there. Yeah. Um, who had severe restrictive things on par, if not even a little bit better than uh, Trudeau had. They've lifted pretty much all their mandates. And the, the, the plea that she has, the, the whole theme going around is, if you don't wear a mask, you're trying to kill us. You're yeah. not, you need to think about the whole. Now that they've dropped the mandates, there was a plea that we think you still should wear your masks. But for those people who don't want to wear masks, please don't go after the people that do. We're all in this together. Let's be friends, everything else. It's funny how they want us want people to be friendly want them to be peaceful yeah Yet where was that peace and that friendliness and that compassion shown for the first two years were jab or job yep exactly they uh they're they're running scared in other words yeah they're they're worried that people will react to them the way they reacted to those people who were unvaccinated um there's a interesting little. I'm just going to read this thing here. It's a, it's a message to the unvaccinated. It says, even if I was pollinated and fully vaccinated, I'd admire the unvaccinated for withstanding the greatest pressure I have ever seen, even from partners, parents, children, friends, colleagues, and doctors. People who are capable of such personality, courage, and critical ability are undoubtedly the best of human humanity. They are everywhere in all ages, levels of education, states, provinces, and ideas. They are of a special kind. They are the soldiers that every army of light wants to have in their ranks. They are the parents that every child wants to have and the children that every parent dreams of having. They are beings above the average of their societies. They are the essence of the people who have built all cultures and conquered horizons. They are the next to you. They look normal, but they are superheroes. They did what others could not. They were the tree that withstood the hurricanes of insults, discrimination, and social exclusion. And they did it because they thought they were alone and believe they were the only ones. Banned from their families' tables at Christmas, they never saw anything so cruel. They lost their jobs. They let their careers sink. They had no money. But they didn't care. They suffered immeasurable discrimination, denunciation, betrayal, and humiliation. But they kept going. Never before in humanity has there been such a casting. Now we know who are the best on the planet Earth. Women, men, old, young, rich, poor, of all races and religions. The unvaccinated, the chosen of the invisible ark. The only ones who manage to resist when everything else has collapsed. That's you. You passed an unimaginable test that many of the toughest Marines, Commandos, Green Berets, astronauts, geniuses could not withstand. You are made of the stuff of the greatest who ever lived. Those heroes are born among men who glow in the dark. And that's you there, Paul. People I'm proud of is also Todd and his wife, you know, and, and your wife as well. Uh, that's, that's describing you. And that's describing my son, Brian. 
and I can't tell you how proud I am of them. Uh, you know, uh, absolutely. I, I thank you very much. But yeah, there's there's a whole lot of people that remain nameless and uh, that are just on the fringes and just in the shadows, right? Um, that have withstood the the onslaught. And I, I admire people that uh, took it took it on the chin and and and, and stood up for their principles. Because in a world where it's just easy to follow the crowd, it's tough to go counterstream. Yeah, it really is. And um, yeah, they, it, the the saddest thing about all of this is employment is one thing, but it actually ripped families apart. It sure did. And fear, sure did. the propagation of fear is is a scary thing and it has some real big power yeah and it people what i noticed over the last two years the sad part is we all make fun of people wearing a mask in their own car by themselves and everything else but that that really isn't nothing to be made fun of that's yep. that that's sad they've actually they've also they've, they've been mind controlled yep people have been so afraid absolutely the, the sad thing is my heart breaks for these people that they are so afraid of dying that they don't want to live. Yep. And that's the, that that's the sad part of it all. Let me add to that that uh yeah. 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 Listen, we have less than a minute left on this uh this 45 minute podcast. Um do we want to go further or how are you doing? I think we're good. Yeah. I think we're good. This I, is I think a really a good, good short and sweet, but I, I think we got a lot of great points across. And you've been listening to the Canadian Beacon podcast and uh, with Paul and myself, Craig, and we welcome your, uh, your input people and, and uh, cheers. You have been listening to the Canadian Beacon podcast. We would love to hear your comments or suggestions. Please email us at cbpodcast at codegeco.ca or follow us on Facebook under the Canadian Beacon.